You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's time for In a Perfect World, where we are discussing names of cats. I'm Pamela Merritt from The Way of Cats. Names tell us a lot, don't they? That is why they are so important to our cats. In Podcast 5, The Cat's Needs, I cover some basics the cat needs to have physically. But our cat also requires interaction, attention, and affection. We both need a close and happy relationship for this pet thing to work. We're not dealing with a goldfish. Our cat has emotional needs. And so do we. This is why we got a cat, isn't it? To have more companionship than a fish can provide? Why am I talking about what we name the cat? Because it is vitally important to our relationship with our cat. What we call our cat is what we are going to be thinking of them when we say it. What we are thinking is going to be reflected in the tones of our voice. Our cats are exquisitely sensitive to the tones in our voices. So how we say their name is going to be how our cats know what we think of them. Those of us with cat experience know how they seem to demand attention while we are talking on the phone. But this isn't because they are jealous. It is because our cat loves the sound of our voice. If we think of it the way the cat does, who else is there? They don't know we're talking to someone else at the other end of the phone. They're not jealous of this other person they can't see or know is there. So who else are we talking to? It must be them. So much concentrated attention. So much interest and drama. It must be about them. So they respond. If our cat comes around while we are on the phone, this shouldn't annoy us. This is actually a very helpful clue to the state of our cat relationship. After all, there's no such thing as the cat is only asking for attention. The cat is asking for attention because they care about us and want to interact with us. This is a great thing. So when the cat comes around asking for attention, why don't we give him some? This is a golden opportunity to pet our cat and enjoy some interaction that will not interfere with our conversation on the phone. Why do people complain that their cats don't pay attention to them and then shove them aside and consider them annoying when the cat does pay attention to them? I don't know. It never has made any sense to me. Cats aren't really asking for very much at these times. Some petting, some scritching behind the ears, some chin rubs. It all depends on the cat, but it's not anything that interferes with the phone call. I've talked to people who are cooking or web surfing or knitting while I talk to them. Petting a cat should fall into the same category, shouldn't it? Cats respond so much to our voice that what we say when we talk to or about our cat is going to shape the relationship. I've met people who never even name the cat. It's just the cat. That's not a close relationship, is it? If a friend referred to their spouse as the spouse all the time, that would reflect a lack of engagement, wouldn't it? So giving our cat names and nicknames doesn't just increase the relationship, it reflects the different ways this relationship works. I have one name for my own spouse when he's done something I don't like, and it's not the same name as the one I use when he's done something I like very much. This whole name thing is a subject many cat skeptics have trouble with. Why bother? The cat doesn't come when you call their name. 
Cats do come to the sound of their name if we use it only for good things. Cats see no point in coming for a bad thing, and why should they? In fact, this denigration of the cat's intelligence actually turns around and shows how intelligent cats are. Unlike dogs, they are not compelled to be obedient because they are not part of a pack. They choose to come at the sound of their name or not. Cats have emotional underpinnings to all of their behaviors. We need to understand what I call the cat database. We humans use databases all the time, whether we realize it or not. For instance, that list of contacts in our phones. Those are all database entries, and our brains sort them according to the emotions these numbers engender. We don't like getting a call from work when we're not at work. We love getting a call from our friend, especially when we are in the mood for a chat. Cats react to their names the same way. These names and nicknames create entries in their cat database. It's like a big warehouse. Full of emotional reactions. When the cats hear one of their favorite nicknames, we always call them when they're in a good mood. The cat's brain mentally zips the forklift down that aisle and sees nothing but good things. Of course, they're going to come. Whereas, if we use our cat's name to call them and they come and we use it as an opportunity for medicine, that's a very bad idea. We are guaranteeing the cat will not come the next time we use that name. So when we build our cat's database, a lot of what goes in there is the name and nicknames we call our cats, and the things that happen when we file them under the different names. For instance, I always recommend giving every cat a middle name. When I use one of my cat's middle names, they go, "Hmm, maybe I shouldn't be doing this thing," because always before when I hear that long name said in that way. I was told to get down or stop doing this, and they often will because our signaling is working the way it should. It's important to remember that if we want our cat to come when we call their name, there always has to be a reward in it for our cat. When we hear our name called by our boss, we feel compelled to go in there and find out what our boss wants. That's our job. We have an automatic thing. That we tap into, which is connected with our mothers or fathers calling us, and we know we have to come. Dogs have this; cats don't. The only reason a cat is going to come to the sound of their name is if they know something good will happen, even if it all it is is petting or attention, right on up to a fishy treat. All of these things will get our cat to come when they are called, and not for any other reason. So when we understand how the cat database works, we understand how all of our actions accumulate in our cat's mind and shapes their behavior. There are three principles of cat decision making. There is their love of the status quo, their constant baseline of caution, and the fact that their default is suspicion. Cats feel that if Where they're at is not actively horrible, then things are fine the way they are. In changing this comfortable state, their caution comes into play, and this is also part of our cat training because this is why it's hard for a cat to grasp that they can get into trouble by not doing something when they are asked. 
And what I mean by their negativity default is that if they have no previous experience to draw upon, they figure they're not going to like whatever it is. So how our cat reacts to their name is really up to us. If we choose a name we love to say, if we put love in our voices as we say it, then our cat will love to hear their name. Then our cat will always come to us because it will always mean something good will happen when they do. This is training with positive discipline. This is how we enjoy training our cat. I'll be right back with more in a perfect world. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Molly, here's your dinner. (coughs) Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your Cat Tree Tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. And we're back, talking about the cat's names and how to use them. Our youngest cat has far more names than his given one, Kristen. There's Lord of Pickledish, Sir Skinny Shanks, My Little Dill Pickle Spear, Morsel of Catness, Stripey Guy, Tristan Cake, Pickle Deliciousness, the belly who must be obeyed, and himself. As in the Irish saying, "'Tis himself. This is just in his first three years with us. There are actually more. But you get the idea. Some of his nicknames are what we imagine the other cats call him. He is RJ's little buddy. He is Punkin's baby bean. He is Jamesy's silly little whippersnapper. James Bond has grown incredibly fond of him, despite the ten-year gap in their ages. Our Olwyn, a.k.a. Punkin, raised him from his furry slug stage, and she still puts him in his place if he needs it. And Reverend Jim adores having him as a buddy. This illustrates how our cat's identity changes according to who they are interacting with and how they are interacting. In his first few months with us, James Bond's nickname for Tristan was more likely to have been P-I-T-A, if you know what I mean. James did not want to play head tackling. He did not want to wrestle. He did not want to be pretend disemboweled. But once Tristan's incredible social side engaged and he was able to understand the signals James Bond was sending him, he backed off from his demands for play. He learned to land gently when he joined James on a chair and touch noses and consider interaction with our elderly James Bond to be as much of a game as wrestling with him would be. This is how Tristan became an enjoyable companion to everyone. He learned how to moderate his behavior to be more of what the other being wanted. Tristan's nicknames changed 
as he changed. At almost three years old, we still use his baby nicknames as a reminder of the good times we all had, fostering, raising, and training him. But their baby names is a great way to keep our closeness as our cat grows. Did we get our cat as an adult? Not a problem. We can still give them a kitten nickname and tell them how cute they must have been. Names have great power and utility. Human society has all kinds of rules for what names to use and when. We introduce people formally and informally. We bestow affectionate nicknames on our friends and children. But cats seem to compel us to use all kinds of different nicknames for the different facets of their personality. Sometimes they are quietly napping. Sometimes they are not. And the name we use will reflect that state they're in. If they are napping, we can gently pet their head and maybe use one of their baby names because we remember how cute they were when they were little kittens sleeping. And when they're racing around the house, they can be their lively action name, the one we use when we're playing to signal that putting the pedal to the metal is a good thing now. It's time for play. And now we both understand that. We've established the state with the cat's name. The process of our cat's naming can have a great effect on our choosing our cat, too. I often use a name as a guideline to the kind of cat I would like to have. And this can help us choose the right cat for our circumstances. For instance, my husband had asked me to get a cat we could name Ordell, which is the name of a character in a movie who's extremely rowdy. So I brought home an Ordell who was extremely rowdy, and we realized this would not work for our small apartment and our lifestyle and the needs of someone with a chronic illness, as Mr. Way of Cats has. And we had to rehome him. And Mr. Way of Cats said to me, that was my fault. Why don't you go out and get us a Reverend Jim? And that's what I did. When he said Reverend Jim, I knew exactly what kind of cat he wanted. He wanted a laid-back cat with a very easygoing attitude about things. And in more than one way, Reverend Jim absolutely displays that sort of personality. So if we imagine the kind of cat who would work out in our home, and would offer the kind of affectionate and interactive relationship we want, and we figure out a name that would work for that cat, we have a valuable mental template we have created that we can then use to seek out the right cat. By learning the cat types, which I describe on my website, wayofcats.com, we can figure out if this name means we should look for an alpha or a beta or a gamma, and in turn, have the kind of cat relationship we want. Now, this doesn't mean that when we bring the cat home, that has to be their name, or it's only one of their names, or we discover that while this process has led us to a wonderful cat, the cat really seems to want a different kind of name in terms of what they respond to and what we think of when we respond to the cat. All of this is a process that goes on throughout our entire cat relationship. 
but by thinking of our cat's personality and understanding how the name and names we choose will reflect that personality and shape how we think of our cat, we start to see the incredible power naming has and why we should pay attention to it. As human beings, we are used to fussing over the names of our babies or our boats or our pets. And with a cat, this is incredibly important because our cat is going to grow and change as the relationship changes. So we should take this opportunity to not put any pressure on ourselves because of it. Because when we first meet the cat, we're going to have one impression. As our relationship grows, we're going to get more. So we can come up with any number of names. This is truly something we don't have to rush into or feel any pressure about because cats have wonderful ability to respond to any of their names. And they also have the well-known ability to not respond to a name they don't care for. It might be us and the way we say the name, or it just might not work for them because cats have incredible hearing, 16 times better than ours. They might hear more than we think we're putting into that name. And as I mentioned before, if we start as a kitten, we have those wonderful kitten nicknames. When we acquire our cat as an adult, we might have a better sense of their build or their personality, but we can still mentally rewind to what they must have been like as a kitten and bestow some cute nicknames on that for moments when we feel particularly close and let our cat know how much we care, even if our relationship started after they're already an adult. After all, some of my best friendships were made as adults, and so it is with our cat. It's all there. We just need to know the right name to tap into that. Don't go away. There's more about cat names. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. I love cleaning the litter box, said no one ever. Luckily, there's World's Best Cat Litter, the litter that promises less mess with less litter. Only World's Best Cat Litter uses the concentrated power of corn to quickly trap odors in tight clumps. And quick clumping means you never have to chisel or scrape the box. Less cleanup with less wasted litter? That's a litter bit amazing. Save $2 on World's Best Cat Litter. Visit www.saveonworldsbest.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. We're back talking about what we call our cats and why. I've mentioned before how our voice has an amazing effect on our cats. This leads to my recommendation that we never yell at our cats in an attempt at discipline. This is so upsetting that our cat loses all sense of what they are doing that made us yell. That's our theory, isn't it? That yelling at them for doing that will make them stop doing that. Yes, but only because they have run away. Our cat running away in a panic isn't learning anything, except that we can unpredictably turn into a monster. They are not going to see anything wrong in what they are doing, or they wouldn't have been doing it in the first place. The way to verbally get our cats down from there is to say their name, but with stern disappointment, not ranting anger. We are using the cat's name for good things. We are still using the cat's name for good things when we are informing them 
that there is something wrong with the place they are at, and we are intervening to offer them this better place instead. We say what we say is a warning, not about what we might do, but simply about what might happen. This lets our cats know where they are welcome and where they are not, while we are preserving our close and happy relationship. I have never had any problem coming up with names for my cat. If they are young, we start with a kitten nickname, which can be very simple. Tiny Guy is a household favorite for males, while Baby Girl works for females. When I picked out a female kitten who wrapped herself around my neck, I called her Pumpkin, and that has stuck, even though she is officially Miss Princess Olwyn. But 90% of the time, she is still Pumpkin. If our cat is older, we can start with a nickname which picks up on a salient trait they have, such as focused concentration or wild toy tossing, the world of politics, sports, literature, movies, or mythology offers thousands of possible names that can turn into actual names or remain as a nickname which will remind us of how our relationship began. If we have a fitting nickname, the actual name does not have to be rushed. Our cat will continue to respond to any of their names. We can name our cat Thor God of Thunder for the way this little kitten feet sounded on our upper floors, and that's fine. He won't be tormented by his peers and the vet will probably laugh and feel affectionate towards him. Humans have some rationale for choosing a child's name in terms of what society will accept and what it communicates about this child. But with cats, whatever we come up with will suit our cat. As long as we say it with love, they really don't care. But this doesn't mean we can use derogatory names for our cat. It is not just what the cat picks up from our tone when we use a derogatory name. We ourselves might not realize that by using a derogatory name, we are creating a derogatory state in our minds when we use it. In sarcasm or in play or in fun, this is fine. I mean, obviously, a tiny little kitten is not really a demon. But if that becomes the cat's only name, we risk forcing the cat into that same box, even when they're not in that state, and even when they grow out of it. We have put these less than optimum mental pictures in our head by using this name, and if we don't balance them out with positive ones, we've just put a monkey wrench in our potential pet relationship. Sure, demon is meant in jest when we have a lively kitten, but that should not be their only name, or, in our minds, their only attribute. If they are sleeping on the couch with their paws in the air, some other nickname is now called for. One of the benefits of the cat's many names is how this reflects the cat's different behaviors and their different ways of being. So, use our cat's different names to reflect that they are in different modes as they grow and develop. Our cat going after a wand toy is in a different state than when they are relaxed and wanting petting. We can solidify our interactions and our intentions by calling them fierce warrior names during play and calling them sweet baby names afterwards when they are relaxed and eager for petting. This signals both of us that gears are being changed and now we will be interacting in a new way. Reverend Jim responds to, Who's hungry? But calling him Rocket Cat 
is our way of assuring him food is on the way. This prompts him to race into the kitchen and start celebrating. So we can see how we are not choosing these nicknames at random. We are offering them up as a clue to our own mental state and that of our cats. All these special names have their own entry in our cat's database. So when our cat hears one of their names, they have actions and emotions associated with that special name. We have just conveyed so much information with that simple word or phrase. We do it without thinking most of the time. We see them acting fierce and we use their play name. We see them somewhere they are not supposed to be and we use their middle name. We see them looking cute and we call them by their kitten name. This taps into our memories too. This is access to our moods and thoughts. We can communicate complex states this way. We just didn't know that is what we were doing. The name of our litter box additive, Litter Mint, reflects its purpose. We created this wonderful smelling cat box additive to not only take care of smells, but to signal our cat that this is a good natural place to use to do their business. So check out Littermint at wavecats.com and make things easier on both of them. Many philosophies dating back into fairy tales like the one about Rumpelstiltskin are about the power that comes from knowing the names of things and what they mean. It works for cats, too. That's how we and our cats will build a perfect world. On my website, wayofcats.com, I explain the ways cats think. I have set up introductory pages to explain the cat's way. We will always get cooperation when we do it their way. See you next time. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.